was it a ZJ? ZJ. A ZJ. Yeah. That's what it was. Fifteen dollars for a ZJ. What's a What's ZJ? A ZJ? Good ass big man. You can't afford it. <laughs> oh man. We have to do a. I think we're gonna have to do a beer fest episode one oh, of these days. It's, it's gonna happen. Or yeah. it's maybe a broken lizard like week. Yeah, that would probably be a good good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Admin, from Club admin, Dread to Super Troopers. I was gonna say two. maybe we could pick like we could do like uh it could be a broken lizard week potentially two week thing mm-hmm. where we, we kind of analyze just what broken lizard is and like cover the background of what they do and all that yeah. and then and then we can pick out specific movies to do a, a review of of them mm-hmm. and yeah I mean super troopers and beer fest are probably like oh yeah you know they're, my, they're the, they're the zenith the pinnacle. Yeah, I mean, I watched Super Troopers too, and it was fine. I enjoyed yeah. it, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it just yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was like a movie that like this is a really good sequel that should have came out like a decade ago. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's yep. still funny. I mean, oh, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew what was going on with that, but whatever. Yep, I think so. Yeah, it was a, it was a logical sequel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nah, it's mm-hmm. it's whatever. It's fine. Tale for another time is what it is. Yes. Hold on a second. Let me check my settings real quick. So I'm just really, really anxious about the the, the mic because oh, yeah. every time I think I, I have it figured out and then that's then you get like a, a recording and I'm like, fuck, what is going on with this? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we are we are settling into spooky season. We sure are right now. <laughs> and what better way to look at, you know, the the time of year than analyze an actor's many many on-screen deaths. <laughs> well, hold on a second now. For the folks that that do listen to this program, um, you know, at one point in the time we did do these previews of the next week and we we kind of did away with those for a little while because mm-hmm. you know we wanted it to be somewhat ambiguous right yeah. mm-hmm. but we also wanted to make sure that should something change in our schedule which happens all the time very frequently <laughs> that we're not <laughs> pinned down to anything um but yeah dude uh i, I actually felt really bad when when uh, it came time to interview the the absolutely fantastic lou temple mm-hmm that uh, some folks may be familiar with, some may not. Uh, his most well-known, you know, or I guess I, sh- I should say the the one with the most fanfare uh, that a lot of folks typically are aware of in the pop culture sphere. If you've if you've been watching AMC for a little while, he was on The Walking Dead as as Axel, one of the. Yeah, uh, which, yeah. Was it, was it, he got a he got a season, didn't he? As Axel, where did he get two? No, he was in uh, just the, yeah one season as Axel. Mm-hmm. I think it was season three of The Walking Dead. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I guess what we should do right now, Joe, is is mention that <laughs> there will be some spoilers here, as we mentioned the mm-hmm. deaths of Lou Temple <laughs> throughout, their, <laughs> throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually rivals, uh, believe it or not, Joe Sean Bean for like. <sighs> The amount of times he's died on screen. That's incredible because I just assumed that Sean Bean was was born to die over and over and over again as some sort of weird Olympian punishment. But uh, apparently someone else is strapped to that mountain with him and that man is Lou Temple. 
<laughs> it's true. Well, okay. So in Sean Bean's case, like if you had to do it from a, an analysis of deaths per appearance, you know, he, he tends to die quite a bit more uh, just because of that. But whenever you have actors who have been in the industry for quite a long time, I mean, yeah, you're going to rack up, you know, a bit, bit of toll. Yeah. Of death toll there. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be quite a few, you know, tombstones mm -hmm. in your, in your future. Um, <laughs> or I should just say your collected works at this point, but yeah, in the case of Lou Temple, I mean, he, he's technically been around, uh, as far as acting is concerned since like 93. Okay. Like that was his first, like, you know, appearance. I believe it was mm -hmm. called, uh, oh, I think it's called dragon half. It was like a TV mini series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is this like a uh, a made-for-TV version of Dragonheart, which came around at a similar time? I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> maybe it was like the the pilot, you know, Dragon Half of a Heart, you know? <laughs> I mean, that that is also the premise of Dragonheart. <laughs> ch ch chambers, <laughs> chambers of the Dragonheart. Uh, yeah, I mean, so he's been around for quite a long time. Now, now some of these uh, early appearances of his i mean technically he's uncredited because um he was actually in angels in the outfield oh uh, no way yeah back in 94 he was uh he was actually the one of the catchers that appears in the movie uh behind home plate and mm -hmm. you can actually see him uh he's like basically in like all like green you know he's decked out in green basically so he's oh, pretty so easy he's to one out. of the athletics then probably. um like I'd have to go them? back. I'd have to go back. Yeah, it's been a while mm -hmm. since I've actually seen that movie. I just remember seeing a still shot of him because, I mean, he was a, a bullpen catcher for the Astros. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, back in the day, dude. He he, he was a minor league baseball player, really good at baseball, um, which we'll, we'll let him tell that story himself mm -hmm. uh, in our interview later this week. Um, but which, yeah, you know, dude. Also, yeah. by the way, if you haven't seen Angels on the Outfield yet, go watch Angels on the Outfield. It was one of... One of Danny Glover's <laughs> more more fun roles uh, when he's not like chasing the predator from rooftop to rooftop and cursing at birds. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, there's one scene where like you have the main two protagonists, not jo not not Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but his, his little friend. Um, like they win the chance to like take pictures with Danny Glover's character, who's the uh, I think he's he's not the general manager; he's the head coach of the Angels. And you can just tell. I mean, Danny Glover's doesn't care, <laughs> doesn't care at all, and. They have like, can you get closer? Make it look like you like him. Put your arm around one of the kids. And Danny Glover just haphazardly puts his hand on top of like the other little kid's head. And they're like, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's okay. He, he's trying. <laughs> he's, he's trying. trying. He's trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as far as Lou Temple's concerned, you know, this he he would be trying for quite a long time as well, and and landing quite a few roles uh, from the early '90s uh, into the the late '90s, of course. And uh, actually, what a lot of folks don't know about him is he did a decent amount of voice acting work um, back in the day. Um, there's a couple different TV series where he lent his voice to uh, certain roles. I think this was all like right around the mid '90s. Um, it, it doesn't make it into the conversation that we have uh, in our full episode, but, but Lou and I actually kind of talked a little bit about how, you know, after he left Major League Baseball and began to pursue acting, um, the, the voice acting roles were kind of a way for him to, to kind of get into uh, the industry overall. Oh, nice. But, but kind of leading into his first death that, that folks may not be aware of. <laughs> Joe, do you remember the original 
Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure any and all of my absences in college were due to me and my friends deciding to watch Walker, Texas Ranger instead of go to class. Not to say that I was in college when we had new episodes. Oh no, these are reruns that we had all previously seen, but just sat around and watched instead of going to class instead. That's fantastic because <laughs> he would go on to appear in Walker, Texas Ranger a whopping four times. <laughs> Never once playing the same character twice. Ooh, so he that's would an accolade. Yeah, he would first appear on Walker, Texas Ranger in 1996 as Wit Gans, uh, later as Nick Devlin, mm -hmm. then as Louie. Louie didn't get a last name. He didn't need it. Not with a name like Louie. Nope. And then finally... As Ali Almedo. Ooh. So, Joe, if you remember your Walker, Texas rangering back mm -hmm. then, I believe Ali Almedo was actually murdered. And Walker, Texas Ranger had to investigate his murder. Okay. And the reason why this is funny is because in the previous three roles he played in Walker, Texas Ranger, he was normally a street tough or or someone who got into a fight with Walker. <laughs> I mean, that's like 90% of the roles on Walker, Texas Ranger is a street tough or someone who just gets into a, you know, just takes a roundhouse kick to the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then like the other like 10% is made up of the main cast and, uh, you know, the the overarching thug of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in, in which case, I think I actually said this to Lou <laughs> that, you know what, Lou, you can take a roundhouse kick to the face like nobody's business, <laughs> <laughs> which he, he found hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, he, he had some great stories to tell about, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, about being on that show. Like it was, I remember just when we talked about it, it was obviously fond memories, you know, mm -hmm. um, and of course getting to work with Chuck Norris was not like you know, torture or anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't imagine. No. Check those. Yeah. That'd be fun. Which I wonder, I wonder if he'll ever make his way into the new Walker, Texas Ranger or not. Ooh, you know what? I could always, I could always uh, text him and see like, yeah. like, Hey Lou, do you want to be on the new Walker? Do you know I mean, people to get into that? We can't get you on there, but we're just yeah. wondering if you'd want to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the Almedo family, you know, like mm -hmm. there's, he, he has a twin or something, you know? Yeah. The twins back for vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how great would that be? Like, I do know, like, New Walker is apparently completely detached from original Walker. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but still, like, why not for some reason have what his loose character just has continuity out of nowhere? What if and they then, had the Ranger verse? Oh and, my God. <laughs> and, and suddenly, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the worlds are colliding. The worlds are colliding. There's there's the, the 95 GMC Sierra pickup truck just like blowing through interdimensional doorways. <laughs> Ollie, we have to go back. Oh, man. That would be we great. We have to stop you from being murdered. Well, unfortunately, Joe, there's no way that, that Lou could stop himself from being murdered because it would happen... Time and time again after this. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember a little Rob Zombie project called The Devil's Rejects? Like, here's the thing. Like, all of Rob Zombie, like, I love his music. But whenever it came to, like, his, his like, um, his movies, I'm like, this looks too hardcore for me. Like, I love horror movies. But, like, usually, like, gory horror is where I draw the line. I'm like, I can't do gory horror. 
Mm-hmm. I just I just check out of it right away. Um, which is not to say like I don't know, like zombie movies are always kind of like straddle that line. Yeah. Um, the ones I like obviously don't go like full gore and like whatever, but uh yeah, so I have not actually gotten any of the Rob Zombie movies. You know, they're they all I mean, obviously they're very violent films, so mm-hmm. I, I don't blame you there. Uh, I actually enjoyed quite a few of them. I mean, The Devil's Rejects was the first one that I ended up, you know, seeing. This is back mm-hmm. in uh, 2005 when it came out. And at that point, I wasn't really, like, intimately familiar with who Lou Temple was, right? Like, I wasn't really, like, okay. paying attention to his projects or anything. But this movie definitely left an impression with me because I feel like murder may be a, a little too light in terms of what happens to him <laughs> it's too blase fair <laughs> it's just it's just uh, I, you require elaboration as far as what murder <laughs> means after this um so basically what happens to this poor man he plays a character name of adam banjo he's actually stabbed to death mm-hmm. off screen Ooh. so you don't actually get to see the you know the mm-hmm. details of that um but before he was actually stabbed off screen he was shot in the neck oh. and yeah, and then they actually skin Lou's head. It's also off screen, oh. of course. Um, mm-hmm. But then his face is then worn by one of the characters uh, to terrorize, terrorize his wife, uh, who is you know still alive in this movie. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of that, they place Lou's face on his character's wife. Um, so it's a that's uh that's pretty metal right there. <laughs> it's it's just a yeah, it's a little. Ooh. Just just a little rough. Uh, wow! So I'm guessing the uh, the follow up film House of a Thousand Corpses is just a documentary about Lou. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just remember when I when I watched this back in high school at this point, mm-hmm. right? Because this is 2005. I remember just kind of sitting back because this is before the mark of now, who has enjoyed, you know, roughly 16 years of just hyper violent mm-hmm. movies and, and properties and and so <laughs> back then i still had that sweetness that twinkle yeah. you know <laughs> uh but yeah yeah lou mm-hmm. got absolutely destroyed in that movie oh, and yeah oh yeah he was he was worn by two other actors <laughs> yes so he was a garment for two other people <laughs> Who could say that? You know, who could clearly say I mean, that? Yeah, again, like if you were to have like a uh, like a list of accolades in your life worn by two other people, yeah, and roundhouse kicked by Walker at least four times, pretty high up on that list. I was gonna say, man, I, I, I mean, Lou's got a lifetime achievement award already, and I I feel like he deserves it just for getting roundhouse kicked and mm-hmm. and for having his face used as a as a mask. Yeah. So. I mean, pretty pretty solid start there. Mm-hmm. Um, he would actually go on to also star in the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, which okay. would come out the the year after. I don't know if you've ever watched this one before. I haven't seen The Beginning. Uh, I have seen, I think, both the original and the reboot, or I guess the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen The Beginning. So I am unaware of how Leatherface got his his theatrical origin. Well, Other than like obviously he's he's, he's taken Lou out. He Yeah. Lou, is Lou going to be the first mask? Is that <laughs> is that what happens here? Uh be actually in in the beginning, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh he actually has a fairly pedestrian way of of dying, uh but he was shot in the head 
by everyone's favorite drill sergeant, Arlie Ermey, if you remember, from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yep, yep, it's there now. Mail yes. call. Yes, mm-hmm. Arlie Ermey does shoot Lou Temple in the head. So little yeah, bit, a little pretty, bit simpler. Yeah, very. I mean, really, it's pretty tame compared to uh, you know what Rob Zombie had in store for him, where he went through there. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Zombie would would once again call his name again uh, to star in the 2007 version of Halloween. Oh yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now, if you watched this film, though, like if you just watched the theatrical release. By the canon of the theatrical release, Joe, mm-hmm. Lou Temple survives. Ooh, ooh, that's however, really good. That oh, oh no. However, uh oh, <laughs> if you watched the unrated cut of the film, oh Lou, no, Lou gets his head smashed into a wall repeatedly until it becomes a jelly. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Ow. Oof. Like, do you? Do you see the jelly, or is it more like a uh, like an off slash on screen of you just see Michael oh, Myers? No, you... Oh, okay. No, you... not, there's no splatter residual like we assume that's his head. You, you see the whole. Yep. Yeah. You you just watch. You, you just watch Tyler Maine taking that dude's head and just Oof. just smashing it into a wall. Oof. It's uh, it's 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 notable. You, you don't usually look past that scene. It's usually right in front of you in the in the. Uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah, and the un, unrated cut of the film. So this is one of those choose-your-own-adventure versions of Lou Temple and whether or not he survives. But yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oof, for those of us that just Lou. watched it in the movies, you know, in, in cinema, the, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's surviving that one. But yeah, when I when I watched the unrated version uh, years later that I own, I was like, oh, he didn't make it. Didn't, uh, didn't quite make it. <laughs> <laughs> he was so close. So close. <laughs> but... Yeah, you know what though? Not every death is as uh, graphic or or poetic as that one. Uh, he actually uh, in in the killing jar. So this would be in twenty ten, a couple of years later. Um, he actually just gets shot in the head, standard death by Michael Madsen. Are you are you familiar with with Michael Madsen? Michael Madsen cannot say that I am. Oh man! So have you watched uh, Reservoir Dogs by Quentin Tarantino? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays Mister Blonde. Okay. Uh, who cuts off the police officer's ear, mm-hmm. you know, dancing around to stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was artistic license. That's exactly why he did that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I do it the same way if, if it were up to me, if it had uh, to be done, that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. He's just shot through the head by Michael Madsen, you okay. know, pr- pretty, pretty standard there. Um, and actually, you know, he, he would uh, go on to have a, a couple Fairly low-profile deaths here uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in Criminal Minds. He actually was on the TV show Criminal Minds in 2011, and uh, I think he just gets shot in the chest. It's nothing, oh, nothing crazy. It's yeah, believe more it. Tamed being shot in the head. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's. I mean, and especially when it's like that's gonna be like a network TV death. Like, there's not gonna be blood in that. It's just gonna be like, oh, there's a bang and Lou fell over. I mean, yeah, whoops, get shot in the chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean this this would be, you know, fairly uh fairly standard for mm-hmm. some of his deaths as we went through the years. Uh so yeah, criminal minds it would it would end up being shot to death uh in 2013. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the Lone Ranger remake? Oh god, no. I wasn't touching that one. 
I saw that and I'm like, you've got Johnny Depp as Tonto and I'm like, I'm not stepping anywhere near this movie. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against Johnny, Johnny Depp, nothing against Tonto, but for some like making a white guy Tonto. Yeah. I'm a, I'm going to step away from this media backlash. It will undoubtedly happen. Well, his, his death in the Lone Ranger, Joe would actually come at the hands of the bank manager from the dark Knight. Oh, are you familiar with the actor William Feichner? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he, he was funny. He actually was on, I think, a short-lived uh, BBC America production of Top Gear America. Oh, nice. and that was one where I felt bad because like it was actually a pretty solid cast. It was the episodes they saw were really well done, and it just didn't get picked up for another season. But yeah, yeah. no, great guy. And yeah. oh my gosh, he was in um, wasn't it uh, Drive Angry? Oh God, yes, he was. Yeah, he was in Drive Angry. He's the uh, he's the uh, the demon who just like really enjoys the BGs. <laughs> I mean, here here's the what I'm, we're we're starting to see here though is that Lou is being murdered in these movies by some of my favorite actors, uh, and of course William Feichner. I I I just can't get it out of my head where he's like, "You and your friends are dead. You know who you're messing with," and. Uh, that's kind of what happens here. Will Feichner's men in, in the Lone Ranger shoot him to hell, and, and he goes on to be buried by Johnny Depp later on. Oh, uh, and and of course they'd be reunited in Rango. Of course the, yep. the two actors. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, this this was a t- touching touching uh, burial. You know, he actually had some class and death on this one. Oh, very nice. But good fortune what he's used to. Exactly, because. That would be the switch in The Walking Dead. Uh, yes. And when I say switch, not necessarily because of you know being a classy death necessarily. I would say really more of the tone and the the process by which it happens. But did you watch The Walking Dead up to season three with Lou Temple? As oh yeah, he was in it? yeah, yeah. I think it was because I watched through season either four or five it honestly gets foggy um just because like the uh the walking dead formula was just very very i don't know i don't want to say obvious but like yeah it's like yeah they the group finds a new place they think the place is safe it turns out the place isn't safe shenanigans ensue zombies are everywhere sometimes it's the humans fault that the zombies got let in other times it's the zombies fault the zombies got let in but this is that this is this is just what happens. So I know in season three, this is when um when our gang stumbles upon a prison, which turns out is like a pretty great place to be in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, ish, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on your point of view, but yeah, you know, Lou Temple's time in The Walking Dead mm-hmm. was was fairly interesting because of the twists and turns that happened behind the scenes. Not even just what happens in the show itself. Um, but really what, uh, we do talk a little bit about this in the, the main episode, so I don't want to give away mm-hmm. too much. Um, but I mean, there was a lot of different, uh, storylines that were potentially going to be brought in from the comics, um, where Lou Temple is actually going to play the role of a serial killer, um, who is actually, you know, one of the survivors mm-hmm. and, uh, they ended up changing it. I mean, so last minute, it was almost like a day of shooting. They're like, Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, a little too dark. We're gonna we're gonna bring some positivity into this one. 
Yes, <laughs> yeah. What was what is it? What was his backstory in that? Like, was he he wasn't like wrongfully accused, was he? No, he was. He wasn't he someone who like understood what he did and was serving out his time willingly. Like, no, nah, I do this to me. I'm serve it. And then he just. I mean, obviously, zombie apocalypse. Just keep living in the prison. It, it's hard to really say definitively what he's there for, but mm-hmm. what, the, what they did do with the character was say that. Uh, I think him and his brother in some capacity had like an auto shop or something. And um, you tend to get the feeling that, I mean, (laughs) I know you've made fun of Zack Snyder for this, but uh, I think Axel just had one bad day. Uh, Ah, it was a crime of passion. Yeah. Yeah. He just had one bad day, made some bad decisions and boom, Mm -hmm. he's in prison. And he goes, and uh, but yeah, so his character, though, as we were talking about the tonal change in, in some of the deaths of Lou Temple, mm-hmm. um, this one stands out for me, uh, not just because it was one of my favorite shows and I loved his character on it, um, but they, they did do some collaboration with him because his character death wasn't exactly like foreshadowed or anything. Um, and similar to some of the other decisions that occurred throughout that season of The Walking Dead his death was also kind of fought over by many different people, whether it was the actors, the writers, the showrunners, they all kind of were like going, okay, what do we do here? You know, who do we sacrifice? And for those of you that haven't seen it yet, uh, our friend Axel is unfortunately shot by the governor's men, the governor who of course is governor. Yeah. He's fighting the free peoples, the prison, but, Mm -hmm. but Lou Temple's in the middle of a, he's having some meaningful dialogue with Melissa McBride uh, and, and who plays Carol Pelletier mm-hmm. and they're kind of having like this pseudo, you know, pleasantries relationship potential type of thing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of shooting this shit, sharing some memories about the good old days and, and, and Lou's doing a really good job uh, just kind of talking through what feels like a real memory to him. And then suddenly he is shot through the head. Bullets. Shocking! His it was very shocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as he's falling to the ground, you can hear him say, "Nobody makes me bleed my own blood." Nobody. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that one uh, was was a very shocking death, and uh, Lou has actually mentioned this not just to to you know us during our conversation, but also to many others um, in in previous discussions that yeah, this was a a death where it, they wanted it to be shocking Mm -hmm. but they also didn't want you to have much time to recover from it because because basically as soon as he's shot like Mm -hmm. yeah like you don't see it coming like it's it's completely silent i don't think there's any music playing or anything just boom lose daddy's on the ground and because of it he gets used as a human shield by carol as he's on the ground just you know basically sitting there getting shot up I think it's what he would have wanted. He was clearly into Carol. Would have wanted her to make it out of there. <laughs> yeah, like, it reminds me of like if if his ghost came out of his body, like in you know, like like Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire. It's like you take my body back to my father. Take my body back, and he's just like, "Hey, just mm-hmm. use me as a as a body shield, okay?" And yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm in the same boat. If this is permission for literally like you and Chelsea. And and probably Matt, like it's it's just the three of you. If for every reason we get stranded in a mountain, I die first. You go ahead and eat me. I don't care. Cook me up. You guys survive. I'll be happy. I help my friends in the end. 
You guys heard here first. You heard right here, here first. Yep. If Joe dies, whether it's on screen or off, mm-hmm. he will be consumed by the rest of the party. Yep. And it's okay. And I'm even okay. gonna say you go for the legs first. That's where the highest fat content's gonna be. <laughs> That's where the most meat is. <laughs> oh man. Well, <laughs> speaking of the meat of this conversation, Joe, we have mentioned Sean Bean before, right? Oh, About yes. how how many times he's died on screen. Uh, yes, but no more. As he is, he has said he will no longer die in any parts. Well, Joe, in 2014, in what's called Wicked Blood, Sean Bean actually kills Lou Temple. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So you think that was decided by like a coin flip? Like, here's the deal. Both of you two die a lot. We just flip a coin now. Whoever wins gets to live (laughs) in this picture. Yeah, no matter no matter who dies, we all win. <laughs> I mean, so far, Joe, we've got we've got a couple notable deaths here, right? By 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 actors that you probably know, right? We've got yeah. uh, you know Bill Mosley kills him in The Devil's Rejects. Um, you know he would be killed by you know Michael Madsen, William Feichner, and now Sean freaking Bean, the master of death himself, on comes to reap Lou. Yes. Oh man. And and speaking of reaping, you know, the the rest of the deaths here as we get a little more recent throughout his cinematic history, okay? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to give away everything because um I actually kind of felt a little bit bad about this. We were talking about so many of his projects during our conversation that we kind of skip over 31. Have you heard of the film 31? Uh that I have not. No. Is this like that one time where Drew Car- we're not Drew Carey, Jim Carey kept finding out that everything just equaled 13. So this is 31 and maybe nothing equals 31. And that's the conspiracy. Uh, not, not quite. Okay. This I was is, way off. That's fine. Yeah. This one's slightly different. Um, what this actually is, it's about uh, five carnival workers. We're not going to use the derogatory term that some folks would use for carnival workers. Uh, Austin Powers definitely uses that. He's not yes. afraid. Nice. They smell like cabbage, small hands. hands. Well, five carnival workers get kidnapped the night before Halloween. So if you work in the carnival industry, folks, just be careful. But they get before Halloween's Eve. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. They get get captured and they they wind up in this compound. And their captors are basically these these folks who are like literally wearing powdered wigs. Okay. (laughs) So the bourgeoisie have taken the carnies. That's what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a life or death game called 31. Okay. And, uh, for the next 12 hours, these, these unfortunate folks have to fight for their lives against an endless parade of homicidal maniacs. Ooh. So you know, if for, you, for a second yeah. there, I was going to also wonder if, if that particular hollow Halloween Eve fell on a Tuesday and one person was out in the woods that night hunting for sport yeah it's, it's the kind of thing when you're walking all alone in the woods and your phone is dead yeah. out of the corner of your eye you spot him shia labeouf yeah not not quite like that but really what was fun about 31 and i'm not saying i enjoyed the murder uh but basically the the people that are out to kill you before the 12 hours are up mm-hmm. uh, are called the heads and okay. our our friend lou temple is psycho head uh uh-huh. 
so if you look at the promotional stuff we've got out for this week, we do actually have mm -hmm. an image of him from this where he's like wearing like a, it almost looks like a skin mask. He's got like leather yeah. straps. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Psychohead has a chainsaw that he actually falls into a little bit later. Uh, oh, that's, that's, that's no way to go. Yeah. It's a, a little, a little bit different. Okay. Um, wow. So, would it give away any part of the plot if I asked what 31 means? Because so far, it's only for five hours, and there are 12 heads. And that doesn't no, add up to 31, nor multiply. It's actually 12 hours and five heads. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go any further because it would potentially give it away what happens okay. next. So if 31 is the main is the main plot, then we won't give it anyway. We'll go any further. Yeah, tw uh, th 31 kind of falls into this weird area for me because it's 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's actually one of those movies that I don't know if a lot of folks know about. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's why I when we, when we say spoiler alert at the beginning of these episodes, you know, sometimes we mean them. Sometimes it's just, you know, Tongue in cheek, and, yeah. <laughs> and you can tell we're just kind of joking about it. But in this case, mm -hmm. this movie is fair, like it's recent enough to where I don't know if folks have had a chance to check it out. Yeah. And uh, because of Rob Zombie also being involved with this one, um, it's it's one of those films where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think I think I'm going to leave some of the plot details out. Mm -hmm. um, but if you if you've been picking up on this, Joe, I mean, Lou Temple and Rob Zombie is just a recipe for success and just really fun ways to kill people, especially um, Lou Temple, <laughs> especially Lou Temple. <laughs> um, to round out our journey, though, mm -hmm. there are two more uh, fairly high profile deaths for Ooh. Lou Temple. OK, what do we at got the, at the hands of folks mm -hmm. that are also fairly, uh, fairly well known in the industry? Ah, OK. So we'll just kind of quickly boom, boom these. So in, there's a movie called Kidnap in 2017 starring mm -hmm. Halle Berry, uh, where Lou Temple ends up being murdered by her. Um, oh, so quite the opposite of Taken. Yes, quite the opposite, except Lou Temple's doing the Takening. Ooh, okay. And Halle Berry gets revenge on him. Ah, I mean, good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Yeah, wait, wait, wait to get your captor back like that, Halle Berry. Proud of yeah. you. <laughs> well it's it's not even necessarily her it's it's her oh. child oh oh revenge yeah. From, yeah from the lineage okay yeah this is actually a pretty good movie so i'm not going to give this one away either because mm -hmm. it falls within the last four years so you know let's let folks get kind of get caught up on that but it's about human trafficking mm -hmm. still a very entertaining movie if y'all haven't seen that definitely check it out our friend lou's in it unfortunately we've kind of blown what, what he does in it but either way all right, rest, yeah. rest in peace mm -hmm. is and then acceleration 2019 mm -hmm. he shoots himself in the head while playing russian roulette with sean patrick flannery of boondock sinks oh fame. yeah mm -hmm. uh and actually his name is dominic in that in that film which those of you who know that's the name of my son and also mm -hmm. the name of our friend from inception leonardo DiCaprio. Yep, and from the Inception episode, every time you said dumb, I just, for some reason, I always went straight to like, I don't know, Mark was talking about his kids so much this time around. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I always just, went. <laughs> just these people talking about their kids all the time. I just can't get away from them. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. yeah, so, the, so Joe, this is, I mean, I might be wrong on this because Lou Temple has been around for quite a long time in, in the TV and film industry here. 
But I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that gives him a total of about I want to say eleven or twelve deaths that that I can remember. Right. This is just from stuff that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So. For an actor that I know and recognize, I would say that dying a dozen times, I mean, I would say it's pretty respectable. I think so. I mean, do you think he'll decide to be done at a baker's dozen? Like, okay, no more. You get one more, Hollywood. And then Lou lives from this day forward. Well, I mean, he's I mean, he's still working, Joe. He's always he he's got all kinds of projects coming out at the end of this year, which a couple of them are like, you know, like Western films that are guaranteed oh. to have shootouts in them. That, so yep. mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. But I would say that Sean Bean, you're on notice. I mean, even though Sean Bean has died mm-hmm. 25 times on screen, for Lou Temple to be about halfway to him, I, I really do think that he might take the title one day. Plenty of steam left in him. And speaking of uh, taking that title, since he's kind of in Westerns, do we want to take bets on how Lou bites the dust in at least one of these two westerns? Oh, you mean uh, so the murder at Emigrant Gulch? Yep. Well, considering that I I, I saw a couple stills of him from this, and he's mm-hmm. like firing a long rifle. I'm I'm not going to say he's going to die in that one. Okay. I'd like to be wrong, but because he's like mm-hmm. further away from the action, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that means he'll survive. But now I'm kind of in my own head because. That's the moment when someone's like looking down, taking a long shot, and then they like pull Get back from the rifle else. and someone's yeah. right there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murdered immigrant goals. I, I, I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say he survives this one, Joe. What do you think? Well, I think because it is going to be unexpected. And from another movie, I've heard there's just a million ways to die in the West. I think everything's going to be like nice and fine until right the last second. He falls over dead, and they have no idea why. He shrieked in pain, by the way, as he fell over. And they have no idea why. And then they notice a rattlesnake go right out of his boot. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Have some respect for this man, Joe. He he had his face cut off, and it was worn by two different people. I think a snake is, is... Just it's too lowbrow for him. Okay, okay. okay. Next western. How's he dying in the second western? Well, okay. So this is actually one that I haven't seen yet. Uh, not not later this year, but there's a he was in like a it was like a concept film where it was like in the West. There's zombies involved. Oh, and I can't remember the name of it because I, I was never able to get my hands on it if it did come out. So I'm not sure if he died in that one. Um, but what's what's the second western that you're discussing though? But didn't you say he was in two westerns coming up? No, I knew of at least the one. Oh, okay. Emigrant Gulch, but I don't know about the second one that you're referring to. Okay, I, th- I thought one. you were... I, I misheard you, and I thought you said it was two. But if oh, he no. gets a second one, someone poisoned the water hole. He's the first one to figure it out. And by figure it out, that's when they, he dies first. And they figure out there's a problem. Because someone poisoned the water hole. So instead of creating original uh, deaths... For Lou, we'll just take all of the ways that Woody from Toy Story could have potentially died. I mean, if you could not harsh on my creative license here, Mark, I'd appreciate that. But yes, he's definitely going to die from all of Woody's like pull string comments from Toy Story. 
I guess it could be worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's either that or like he um he gets he gets trapped in a mine uh, because he refused to hand over the deed to his land. And that that that's an unexplored Toy Story Western trope. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, folks. The way I see it, I don't think that uh, we're going to have any more Toy Story-inspired deaths. But I can't wait to see what happens because he's probably going to continue working with Rob Zombie. They work really well together. They have a very good relationship. And so let's see if we can top the uh, the ones we've heard. You know, I, I think he's, he's beyond just gunshots, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, we need something crazy. So, you know, for those of you that listened in, why don't you tell us in the comments when we post this episode... How you think Lou Temple should die in the future? In a film, not in real life. Not real life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, maybe maybe skip on some of the detail. Like, you don't have to be fully descriptive, but something anecdotal. Yeah, this isn't an essay where we no. require like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, full sentences or anything. No. Uh, complete sentences. No, as the academia you, you could just put down falls down elevator shaft <laughs> there you go <laughs> well we are only uh, a few moments or a few days away from from our episode with luke temple so we we can't wait to to show you that conversation but in the meantime check out his catalog and i know we've blown almost every movie he's been in for the last 20 years but there's some fun stuff there so go, go ahead and check out his filmography while you can and uh yeah stick around later this week we're gonna have lou temple on the show talking about some of his early life some of the influences that he had and a career in the film industry